Welcome to Bancroft's Broadcasts, the school podcast where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about the school and its community. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our school. So let's get into this episode of Bancroft's Broadcasts. Bancroft School, Michelle Dean has the important role of Head of Careers, Innovation and Entrepreneurship. In this episode, we'll be asking Michelle about the importance of careers education, how it applies to different age groups and what advice she may have for children and parents discussing career options. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Now, Michelle, tell us about your job role at Bancroft. What position do you hold at Bancroft School? Right, so my title is Head of Careers, Innovation and Entrepreneurship, which is a mouthful. It all involves very exciting things. It sounds like quite a quite a busy job role. What, what sort of things does that involve? So, yes, it is quite busy. It involves planning and organising and running most of the events that we do for careers education and then also looking at curriculum and how we can build this into the curriculum and the kind of pathway through the school. I see. Now, there's various things in there that already sound interesting that I'd like to know a little more about. But before we do that, I wonder, perhaps just by way of introduction, tell us a little about yourself. Um, What got you into the kind of work you're doing? How long you've been at Bancroft? What do we need to know about Michelle? Right. So obviously, as you can hear, I wasn't born in this country. I'm South African. Right. Twelve years ago, my husband and I and my two sons, we had always planned to travel through Africa. And so we took mm-hmm. a year out of our lives. Uh, the boys stopped school and we stopped working and we traveled in our van from Cape Town all the way to London. Fantastic. And then when we got here, we, we thought we would do one school here and then head back. But the boys, after the first year, we had a big family meeting and the boys decided decided that they wanted to stay. Why was that? What was it about staying in the UK that persuaded you as as a family that that was the thing to do? My oldest son is very interested in movies and from, I think, when he was born, wanted to make movies. So he he just felt that there was a large opportunity here for him to do that. And I think my younger son has always been more European and he, he just really liked the lifestyle. So they both wanted to complete school. And right now they've both finished their university and they're both working. So, yeah, that's how we got here. Even from the word go then, that idea of careers advice, careers guidance was was key to your whole journey in, in coming to Bancroft. Yeah, I think so. I always say that my boys will probably sit around a dinner table when they're 45 and say, oh, mom, my mom and dad were you know, quite adventurous. Or they'll say, uh, we're paying for therapy because they were so mad. But hopefully it cracked their heads open and um, have, have given them a different perspective on the world. What a brilliant opportunity. So, so give us an idea of timescale then. How, how long ago was that that you, you and your family came? So that was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And so I came here and then started teaching. And I've been very fortunate. I taught in the maintained sector when I arrived here and then moved into the private sector. And I've been teaching, you know, since 2010. And this is my fourth, the start of my fourth year at Bancroft in this position. I'm an economics teacher. And my previous job, I was the assistant head of the sixth form and careers fell under my remit there. And, you know, I just realized what an important area it is. And how how children can be shoehorned so easily into something that isn't really their own choice and we need to guard against that and we need to open up opportunities for them. So that's kind of how I got. And then this this opportunity at Bancroft's, the school clearly 
understand and see the need for specialized career education. And it's given me an opportunity to do that. I see. So, so your teaching qualification, your teaching training, was that in South Africa or was that in the UK? I did my degree in economics at the University of Cape Town. And then a few years later, I did an MBA also in South Africa. Was there a relationship between your experience of being an economics teacher and thinking about the world of work, the, the, the world of careers, was there a direct link there in, in those two overlapping specialisms? Absolutely. I think my education in economics is, is the basis for me to understand and realise how important it is for careers education to move and change. I mean, if we look at the, you know, people say, why is it so important right now for us to be focusing on this? And I think for me, they're two very important things. If you look at how things have changed and both of them link, you know, with economics. And the first one is if, you know, the, the nature of work has changed hugely in the last 20 years, you know, more so than it's done in, in the past hundred years. And these rapid changes have been driven by technological changes mm -hmm. and global economic activity. Things, you know, that's what's moved it on. And so now not only have the number of people who in work, just the sheer number of people working changed, but there's been an explosion in different types of jobs that are available. So, um, you know, if we look at the jobs now and we compare them to the jobs two years, five years, 10 years ago, those jobs are very different. And pupils leaving school or college now face very different challenges to people a few generations ago. So, so I think that's the first one. And then if you look at tertiary education, that's also had, you know, been hugely changed over the last 10 years and continuing to. And obviously the pandemic also played into that. Mm. So I think those two things are very much linked to economics as well. And mm -hmm. it allows me to have a broad look at things and and, yeah. and see them. So I think, I think it's really nice. Michelle, could you give us an example of that sort of shift in the job market, a shift in the career situation that you mentioned brought about by technology, other changes? Yeah, so if you look at the kinds of jobs that are available now, a lot of them are very skills dependent. Mm -hmm. So how do people get these jobs? It's whether you have the skill or not. So, for instance, if you're looking to employ a software engineer, for example, it's very easy to test that because you give them a test and you can actually see. Right. Unlike jobs in the past where it might have been, do you have a qualification and we can take you from that. So, you know, a lot more of the jobs now are skills based and easy to test whether the person is proficient or not. Yeah. And I think the changes in sort of tertiary, if we go on to that, because that's mm. the other big thing, I just think if you you, you know, the number of 18-year-olds is rising. And if you look at the need for university places, for example, I mean, they're telling us by 2030, we're going to need about 350,000 more university places than we have now. Gosh. And if Gosh. to put that in context, I mean, in, in the UK now, we just, we have 320,000 students just in the Russell Group universities. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's scary. Scary, absolutely. But do you think it's a, that these changes that have come along, particularly, I suppose, those changes you mentioned in the whole careers 
space in in the nature of job roles. Are these positive changes? Are they problematic? What's your view? I think they are positive. Mm -hmm. I think they're really positive because I think it allows people a lot more flexibility. It Mm -hmm. allows them to change jobs. You know, I think if we look at, I look at my my father and he kind of spent his whole life in doing one job. That's very different for us now. And going forward, that's going to be very different. So I think it's exciting and different. But I think it also means that we need to prepare our children in a different way. You know, they have to, the characteristics that they need, they need skills of adaptability, flexibility, information handling, commitment to lifelong learning, things that are very different to even what you and I might have had and to previous generations. Of course. But I think it's exciting, Mm -hmm. but it's about preparing them. So let's turn to that then. Let's turn to the role of, of careers education. I think you make some really good points there about the, the, the changes in society, in employment in general that necessitate a different approach. How does careers education work? How does it prepare children and young people for this world? So to answer that question, I'm going to kind of look at it as what we do for sixth formers, what we do for the sort of middle school Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. early years. Because I think previously there was a lot of emphasis placed on trying to do this careers education to pupils who sort of in the sixth form or when they're getting ready to leave school, which of course makes sense. But we know now that the emphasis needs to be a whole lot earlier than that. But if I speak to you about what we at Bancrofts do for our sixth formers, I think we've got a very defined program and there are many ways that we are able to provide for our sixth formers. Mm -hmm. One of the best ways of doing this is using our alumni. We can bring in our alumni, we can ask them to speak about their careers, how they got to it, and And this allows our pupils to meet with both employers and employees and see what there is out there. Mm. The education department expects all schools and colleges to use this internationally recognized standard, which is called the Gatsby Benchmarks, to develop a careers program that increases opportunity for students to access everything from experience in the workplace to individual or personal guidance or chances to engage with employers. And although these benchmarks are non-statutory, they support schools in achieving them. And, you know, most good schools want to achieve them. And so we kind of um, follow them. So to help us understand the Gatsby benchmarks, tell us a little more about that, Michelle. Right. So there's basically eight eight benchmarks that we want to meet. And Mm -hmm. overall, what we're trying to do is provide a good careers education and experience and exposure for children through their school. Now, the benchmarks focus on sort of high school. And what they do is they're forcing things like pupils' exposure to higher education institutions, pupils' exposure Mm -hmm. to learning about degree apprenticeships, pupils' exposure to people in the workplace. So there are certain criteria that you need to fulfill, which just allows them or gives them a really rounded exposure to what could happen to them after school. I see. So for some of us whose memory of, of, of careers advice at school might be quite focused on a very brief conversation towards the, 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 the latter part of our time in school, it sounds like you're, you're telling us here about something that's a lot more prolonged, a lot more rounded to help build 
children's awareness of their options as they go through school. Yes. So if you look at our first two years of high school, we mm-hmm. we don't want to really speak about careers as such and say to them, do you know what you want to do? In fact, we want to stay away from that. But what we do want oh. to do is introduce them to the skills, you know, working collaboratively, understanding what they're good at. Those are the things we want to work at so that we providing them with the skills that are necessary for the workplace after school. Now, that's interesting. You're suggesting that rather than the classic question, what do you want to do? It's what skills do you have? What skills do you want to pursue rather than necessarily the the end position, the job title where they may find themselves? Absolutely. In fact, we we want to consciously stay away from that. Often when that question's asked, and, and in my past in the class, when I have asked that question, I kind of walk in and I say, you know, do you know what you want to do? And someone will put up their hand and I say yes. And they say to me, my mother says I want to be a doctor. <laughs> that, that, that's our worst nightmare. And we want okay. to we want to stay away from that as far as possible. So, you know, careers education is not just saying what is it that you want to do, but providing mm. them with the skills that they will require after school. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. That sounds good. Yeah, so I wanted to say, so we have a program, but what we, we've realized and what we know, you know, from uh, longitudinal studies and, and work that people have done is that really it's the work in the early years that is important. We we kind of know now from studies that as young as five-year-olds need to already be introduced to the whole idea of careers thinking, not what do you want to do? Again, staying away from that, but exposing mm. them to as many things as possible. Because what we know is stereotypes and all of those things are formed very early. And often what children do is they learn from what they're exposed to. So perhaps I their see. only experience of careers is what their parents do. And sometimes those careers of their parents are, you know, they can see them easily. So they're a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist. But there are lots of careers that are not so visible. So how would children learn about those things? So if we took, for example, the software engineer again, how right. how do they know what that is? How do they know what that looks like? So it's about trying to expose them to as many different careers and people doing those careers as possible so that they won't develop a very closed stereotyping. So the high, you know the whole idea of diversity and inclusion, it's important for the littlies to be exposed to as many different things as possible. Now, this is interesting because when you mentioned the idea of careers education in those early years, five, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, some of us may have thought, gosh, I'm surprised to hear careers education applies to children that young. But the way you describe it there in terms of broadening their perspectives, broadening their awareness of what the working world does and what options are out there, that sounds like a really nice way to approach it. Yeah, I think, you know, the formative years of childhood are integral to the overall understanding of their self, like who am I? And then the opportunity awareness of what does the world of work look like? So it's about trying to bring those. So from a young, you know, a younger age than even previously thought, children be, begin to understand the world around them and the roles within it. And it's where they place themselves in that. And what we need to do is see that there are no limitations on where they place themselves, you know, where anything is possible, where if they're only schooled into one thing, it might be the only thing that they know, but it might not necessarily be the best thing for them in the long run. So the approach that's taken at Bancroft's with this this early years 
bracket, does this mean that the children aren't necessarily aware that they are receiving, quotes, careers education? Is it integrated into the, the whole approach? Yeah. So the whole thing is that we don't want to sell it as careers education because then right. often that just sends the person down the thought of, you know, what am I going to do one day? It's that the integrated as part of learning. And that could be quite scary, couldn't it? To be to be put on the spot, what will you do? But if you're encouraged to look around to understand more of the options that, that are available to you, what skills you feel an affinity for, I like the sound of this approach. It sounds a good, healthy, rounded way to do things. Yeah, you know, Clive, I think also the, the, the important thing or where we see this is when they sort of get into the, the lower fourth, which is sort of year nine, when mm-hmm. they're choosing GCSE subjects, it's the first time where they have to make a really big decision. Um, right. You know, it's not it's not a decision that can can have huge effect later on. But I think the whole idea of subject choice, we we so want pupils to be able to choose the things that they love and they're good at because then they will do well. But if at that point they're feeling that they are doing things because their parents tell them that or their teachers tell them that or their or mm. their peers, it's often the wrong thing and they're not doing it for the right reason. So, so you know, that's important for us because we know and the universities have also, they know that subject choice is key. Mm. Choosing the right subjects from as early as possible so that the pupils are comfortable and can do well in them. So, yeah, I think it's about rolling this this right down. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we've seen, that it's not just something that you're going to think about when you're in the sixth form, because oof, now you've got to make this decision about filling in your UCAS form or you know, what, what you're going to do next. So you've mentioned parents there. Let, let's look at the, the role of parents in this, because we've already discussed the idea that parents might have expectations. They may uh, have, have suggested things that may or may not be the, the best way forward. What would your message be, Michelle, to parents who obviously want the best for their children, who obviously have their concerns or or their own ideas? What would you like parents to be knowing and thinking about with this idea of careers? Yeah, I think I think I have two messages that I, I would like to leave with parents. One is that, you know, like you say, all parents want the best for their children. And and lots of parents know what the best is. So, so, so we're starting off on a good foot. But I think, I think the first message is that, that I'd say to them is be aware of the whole range of things that your children can do, you know, and broaden that as much as you, as you can. The sky is the limit. You know, don't hem your children in. Don't think about medicine or teaching or, you know, mm. one particular. Open it up. I, I try and teach the concept that, all pupils own their own career and that their career starts from the very first day that they add to their learning or development, which is always mm-hmm. quite quite cute for them to, to think about. But parents need to allow their children to own their own careers, and that's very important. So, yes, you can guide them and help them, but the choice has to be their own. But expose hmm. them to as many things as you can and, and do whatever it is that, that you can to broaden their career exploration, because that's what's important in the, in the, in the, in the younger years. How's that best done, Michelle? You, you made a very, very good point earlier about the fact that if, for example, some parents have their own profession, one may be a lawyer, one may be a, a doctor. How can parents best broaden that perspective and broaden that, that exposure? 
So I think I think what we're trying to do is is have a process that encourages children to broadly consider a multitude of options. And I think that you know libraries are still so important. Access mm. to you know different friends, um, allowing allowing children to have conversations and see things. Visiting a fire station, visiting a police station, <laughs> those things are so important. And, and so and, much fun. And fun, yes. And sometimes you know parents are so busy trying to educate their children and instead of just having the fun and that's important so I think I think just being exposed to those things and I think understanding as well that there isn't there's no rush there is time you know and children children must take their time and they must enjoy the time and have fun while doing that but there isn't a rush for them to be you know sometimes we I meet parents who coming into year seven our thirds and and the parents are I know that he wants to be an engineer well, yes, they might know that, but not necessarily the pupil doesn't know that yet, you know. And so, so I think I think take the time so and and expose them to everything. And then the second thing that I would say is mm-hmm. really to encourage parents to, as far as possible, present things equally. Equality, diversity, inclusion, do the things that allows them, you know, to to not create stereotypes or inadvertently to to adopt the stereotypes you know we know that low expectations are often shaped by bias or commonly accepted stereotypes such as you know mm-hmm. engineering isn't for girls or STEM right. isn't for girls or so so i think keeping those three things in their minds at all times because i think those expectations limit children's futures by limiting what they think they can do if you know if if they stereotyped is that latter point something that is that is quite commonplace? Do we find that these these accidental biases do creep into these conversations? I think so. I think so. And and I think what you said is very true. I don't think that they are intentional, but I think they they do easily slip in, you know, and I think that we need to be aware of them so that we can guard against them and, and give children the biggest opportunities and options that we can. That sounds very wise. I think any parents listening to this have got something to think on there in terms of broadening conversations about careers and not necessarily getting in too deep or too focused uh, too early, but yes. keep those options open. Yeah. And how about advice to any children who may be listening of whatever age, if you had some advice or an idea to offer children in terms of thinking about careers, thinking about where the future will take them, what might that advice be? I think there again, do whatever it takes. So whether it means Googling because they spend lots of time on the computer and, and it's good for us rather to harness that because we know it to be true, but all visiting the library. And I know it, at Bancroft's in our library, we have a huge section on careers that we've developed mm-hmm. to try and get children reading. But those things and then speaking to your parents' friends and your network about their different careers, how they got into it, you know, why they do what they do. I think that's so important. And, you know, we have a little program that we have at school called JED, which is a job exploration little database. And they can play around on this and look into many different jobs and find out, you know, what are the qualifications necessary, how much you're going to get paid, what's the progression. And all of those things just allow them to expand their knowledge and options for different jobs and and about different careers. Wonderful. So to stay curious, explore, ask questions, 
keep an open mind and look at all those options that are constantly changing, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And then I think also the other important thing is that, you know, most schools offer lots of different events and things and go to those, you know, go okay. to the lunchtime talks by uh, different companies or uh, so you, you, you keep yourself informed. Brilliant. Michelle, uh, Michelle Dean, uh, Bancroft School's Head of Careers, Innovation and Entrepreneurship. You've certainly broadened my mind, I think, about what careers education involves. And I think what you've mentioned there is going to be so useful to the parents and the children listening. Thank you so much for sharing with us today all those great ideas. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was Michelle Dean, Head of Careers, Innovation and Entrepreneurship at Bancroft School. Michelle highlighted the importance of careers education in an ever-changing world and helped us understand how broad, open conversations about careers can help even young children. Thanks, Michelle, for the advice you shared with us in this episode. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, bancrofts.org. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.